1: Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
2: Hello, Bob.
1: Hello, Jody Hamilton. Hi. Hi, I we, actually we get so, to see you. Yeah, I know. We never video chat like this. No, we, we do turn, we, we turn off the video for our, <laughs> my Thursday show when you're on. Well, that's because yeah.
2: we're always naked. So, I mean,
1: it's what? important that. Hey. Well, my
2: show has a pants optional policy. It does. So-
1: Well, we used to be Pants Free Friday on (laughs) the Stephanie Miller Show. (laughs) Yeah, well, of course. That was a Jackie Schechter suggestion. And And so we took it.
2: I think that's a good suggestion. I do, too. I look forward to Friday. Yeah. All righty, then. By the way, happy birthday
1: to Stephanie. Yes. Oh, my God. Huge birthday. But if if she gets to be 40, I get to be 30. Thank you very much. (laughs) Me, too. We're about the same age, Bob. Yeah. Could yeah. You, see, I'm I am not
2: I I I'm, I'm just
1: saying that, she looks yeah.
2: 40 so you know whatever you can yeah, get away course. with I suppose. Um, and I
1: look 30. Hi. <laughs> hi. How are you doing?
2: I I mm. do still get carded for alcohol so I feel good about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Bob. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Hi. So oh, Stephanie my God.
2: Grisham can kiss my <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I mean, man, she just I mean, what do you think of all this other than the obvious that she should have said something before? I mean,
1: yeah, that's I think this is uh, half. Oh, look what I saw. Mm-hmm. And half. Oh, my God. Don't think I'm one of them. Right. That, that was yeah. kind of a yeah, it's a CYA move for Stephanie Grisham uh, in large part. And it all has to do with um, here's what Trump did. And here's what I tried to do to stop him, but it didn't work. Right. <laughs> that's the, when I was reading through the excerpts, that's what I was reading. That's exactly what I was reading. Oh, he was crazy. Oh, but you know what? I was there and I, I, I tried to ignore him. He asked me to do crazy stuff, but I ignored him. Right. See me, I'm a hero. Cause I ignored his crazy things. It's <laughs> no. yeah. That's not how it works. That's, That's not, not how, how any works. of this
2: works, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, Look,
1: it's not. It's not like she appeared in the White House, uh, working for Donald Trump, and like, oh, who's this guy? Right. <laughs> who is this? Who's this guy, Donald? I don't know. Is he weird? I don't know. Is he? Is he a problem for the country? I have no idea who this guy is. Anyone who believes that right. is more deluded than we thought, and and seems like uh she wants people to believe that she was completely clueless about who this guy is. We all knew who he was when he was uh, riding down the escalator in 2015. We knew who he was, you know, years before that with the birth certificate nonsense. Right. And, you know, everyone knew. I mean, that's the thing that I can't get past with Donald Trump is. I mean, you ask anyone who even visited New York City between, you know, going as far back as the 1970s, who is this guy, Donald Trump? Right. They're going to go, nah, stay away from him. Well, that's why he <laughs> you know, didn't win New York,
2: obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, a,
1: he's a professional con man. I mean, just read the New York Post, read the New York Times, you'll find all about Donald Trump. But there were so, millions of people in this country were like, oh, my God, who's this? What a revelation he is.
2: Well, Mark Burnett is a lot to blame for that, too. I mean, he yeah, definitely yeah. propped him up to make yeah. him look like this amazing businessman, which mm-hmm. he was not. I mean, the one yeah. thing that Trump is good at is is marketing himself. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But other than that, he's a disaster needs to be stopped at all t- at all costs. Um, right. right. You, you tweeted out about Brian Stetler. Stelter, excuse me. He mm-hmm. highlights the failure of news broadcasts to cover the Trump coup memo. I agree. That's insane that it's hardly been covered that the six-point Eastman memo happened. Yeah, how does...
1: It, right, right. I mean, there was a certain period of time. I think within 48 to 72 hours, the New York Times still hadn't written word, one, about the Eastman memo. My God, this is something... The Eastman memo is something that's going to be the the title of a chapter in a history book, uh, you know, for maybe the next generation down the road. They're going to be reading about the Eastman memo like we read about the Pentagon Papers or things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This was a, a roadmap to overthrow the government of the United States. I mean, you can't get more explicit than that the in terms thing, of... Yeah. The, the thing is, though, the Pentagon Papers were taken seriously at the time. They were. The Eastman uh, memo isn't being reported.
2: Well, and, and, and right. in conjunction right. with the Sidney Powell story, saying that she was hoping yeah. Justice Alito would just stop the count. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> okay, Justice Alito needs to come before this January 6th commission. I mean, there's just no doubt yeah. about yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like... <laughs> it's like the... the the idea that of the memo is to lie about s- several sets of electors. If there were yeah. actual s- different sets of electors, then you do invoke the 12th Amendment at some point, depending on who has the, if nobody reached 270, that's the yeah, law, yeah, yeah. but they were going to fabricate it, which is what's mind boggling that there has been very little talk of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the crazy part of the article is it does kind of have an underpants gnome mm-hmm. section, like a question mark <laughs> section, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's and I refer to it as kind of the yada, yada, yada part. Right. It's like, OK, Mike Pence is going to do this, yada, yada, yada. It's in the House of Representatives now. Right. And look what happens then. <laughs> Trump becomes president. Right. And it's uh, and it's all kind of embodied in that oh, the, the first line, I think it's uh, whatever it is, number three, maybe mm-hmm. where it's just democrats go nuts right (laughs) and that's baked into the whole plan the democrats going nuts you know what if if it was just the democrats going nuts in that scenario we'd have a bigger problem in this country than donald trump because it really ought to be, in that scenario, getting past, you know, let's say there was no insurrection, let's say this went to plan, uh-huh. where Mike Pence did the things outlined in the Eastman memo right. uh, and decided to go that direction. I mean, it's amazing that everything came down. Our democracy came down to Mike Pence. And, and Dan, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, let's say the insurrection didn't take place mm-hmm. and he decided not to certify or, or not to count the electors in right. the Senate, uh, because there were these shadow electors who didn't have any authority whatsoever that he decided to introduce and gum up the works. Mm-hmm. If if it was just Democrats going bananas at that point mm-hmm. in time, uh, we're in, in deep crap. I mean, right. what, what ought to happen in that scenario is everyone goes bananas. Right. Oh, my God, Mike Pence is trying to steal the election. I mean, the, the reaction to the insurrection to me, uh, was not nearly as significant as I was hoping it would be, and it was pretty significant. I mean, remember there were lots of heads rolling in the wake of the insurrection, lots of people getting kicked off social media, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, people losing their Pinterest account. How are we going to survive? <laughs> I mean, my God, I, I, I just, I wish uh, m- so much more attention was paid to what happened on January sixth, what happened leading up to it, what has happened since then. Um, Because at this point, without any uh, particular justice against the ringleaders of the whole thing, people like John Eastman, people like Donald Trump and and all the rest, um, without uh, any of that kind of swift justice, I just get the sense they're they're working on the next Eastman memo. I think <laughs> I you're like right. The yeah. next six point
3: five, and it's not going to have the yada yada part. It probably it. won't have the you know Democrats yeah. freak out. Well, you know I'm a healthy eater, and eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over thirty five different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. And there are more than sixty add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. There's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup is needed. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head on over to Factormeals.com com slash liberal fifty and use that code liberal fifty to get fifty percent off. Once again, the code liberal fifty at factormealscom dot com slash liberal fifty for fifty percent off.
2: Um, uh, there's a new Pew poll, uh, Pew survey, excuse me, right words, please. Uh, pew, only- pew. Pew, 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 pew 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 Um, just fifty-seven percent of Republicans say it's important to prosecute capital rioters, down from seventy-nine percent in March. This is part of the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. They say 57% of Republicans said it's either very or somewhat important important that federal law enforcement finds and prosecutes those who broke the law and rioted at the Capitol. The word riot is wrong. Tried to over. Yeah. Invaded, occupied. Yeah, Yeah. occupied, you know. But only 27% think it's very important. And 30% say it's somewhat important. I mean. 50% 50% deeming it very important back in March, 79% said it was so. It was important. Now, this is the part of the problem to me is their voters mm-hmm. <laughs> don't yeah. seem to care that this almost happened, even after yeah. well, this minimal reporting.
1: For years in this country, we've lost sight of what it means to live in a democratic republic, where what we do is whoever comes up with the best ideas Mm -hmm. and can back those ideas with facts and science and history and things like that, then they win. I mean, that's kind of how democracy is supposed to work, whether that winner is the Republican side or the Democratic side. That's how we do democracy in this country. At some point, people got in their heads that the way you if if you can't convince someone of your argument, then pull out a gun Mm -hmm. or invade the Capitol. Or start suing them for defamation because they said something mean about you on Twitter or Mm -hmm. whatever. This is the new version of democracy where it's become a blood sport with this kind of existential endgame built into it. Like, we can't just disagree. And look, and it's... And it's become necessary in some cases to take action, like uh, like indicting Donald Trump mm-hmm. and so on, mm-hmm. um, because of one particular side of this debate um, not playing on the level and kind of skewing the by dragging democracy into this realm of violence and blood sport and uh and that's the dangerous aspect of all of this this is where uh people get desensitized to the idea of oh you mean a a gaggle of uh, 600 people invaded and occupied the capital is there a golden girls rerun on right now exactly yeah yeah, it's just like ho-hum you know there it is
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah i did have one friend
2: one friend of mine voted for trump this year last year who and he also voted for hillary clinton in 2016 so i do not understand that disconnect but after january 6th actually while it was going on he went now i'm out it's like okay at least it took that to Mm -hmm. have you drop
1: (sighs) the imbecile
2: and the the mass murderer as far as i'm concerned well that's the
1: other problem that we're facing is uh because of the pandemic because how the trump administration ended with that insurrection uh, we kind of lose sight of the other things, don't we? I mm-hmm. mean, the the fact that he was impeached for trying to cheat in the election using mm-hmm. a foreign government as uh, an apparatchik, you know, trying to muscle them into conducting an investigation against his would-be political enemy at that point in time. And um, we forget about things like Charlottesville and right. just the daily... The, the daily indignities that we faced as a country just opening up Twitter every day mm-hmm. it was uh, and and so I I wish some of those things wouldn't get lost down the memory hole and I think that some of us who are repeating those events and trying to reinject them back into the conversation I think that's an important part of this this process uh, you know uh, our friend Mary Trump mm-hmm. is, talks about a reckoning and I think part of that reckoning which is the title of her book mm-hmm. um is coming to terms with everything about the previous four years and realizing that this is not how it's supposed to be. This is not what the presidency is supposed to be. We had a leader in this country who learned how to become president by watching Fox News Channel. Right. And that's that's not real politics. That's like some sort of version of political entertainment. And, you know, he get he got all of his ideas in terms of how he's going to comport himself. On the national stage he got all of his talking points i mean most of them from fox news channel Mm -hmm. i mean bear in mind donald trump hasn't had an original thought ever in his life it's always borrowed or stolen from someone else exactly also melania trump i mean flagrantly plagiarizing michelle obama's speeches or donald trump's entire business model of taking someone else's building and slapping his name on it this is what he does the the birth certificate thing was Orly tates not donald trump
2: oh i miss her yeah, I can't yeah. believe we had
1: her in studio. You did. <laughs> that must have been fun. It was. Oh, my God. It was interesting. And it was, you know, when Jim was uh, still in studio with us, and Jim just, you know, kind of. Uh, all <laughs>
2: of course he uh-huh. did. Of course he did. Well, I mean, the thing with Trump being in office was it was the fire hose of tennis balls. You know, yeah, yeah. it was just, there was so much coming at us that by the time he finally left, the insurrection was all you could think about and, and COVID. Oh, yeah, was yeah, so big. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: the, the thing is, though, what got us to the insurrection, what convinced all of those people to do what they did is because for four years they watched the president of the United States behaving the way he was behaving right. and, and getting the correct readout that, oh, this is how it's OK to we can behave like this now. We can do this in public. We can scream the N word in public or we can do we can invade and occupy the Capitol building because the president told us to. Right. You know, it's just, it's it's really, really awful uh, to be in this place and, and to wonder how do you rebottle it? How do you marginalize it again? And how long and if we can, if it's even possible, how long does that take? <laughs> because, uh, you know, the next election is ju- just around the corner you yeah.
2: It is, and and how do you feel about? Because uh, according to Jen Psaki, um, Biden met with Kirsten Cinema yesterday.
1: Yeah, I a, a few times. A few times. Yeah. So,
2: I think obviously he's talking about the the um, the infrastructure packages too. He mm-hmm. has to yeah. be talking about that because she could hold things up there. Um, but do you think that he is putting the screws to her and to anybody else who is against filibuster reform? Because that's the only thing. It's not going to go away at this point but I think it can be reformed and I think they're I think he might be putting the screws to them Mm -hmm. with regard to that what do you think
1: yeah, you know, I I don't want to go up against Joe Biden when it comes to Senate matters. I mean, he was in the United States Senate uh, practically before we were born. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll speak for myself before I was born. Oh, wait a minute, I was I'm thirty. So how yeah, it was that way, before you, the yeah, it was yeah, way yeah. before you were born? Yeah, it was way before
2: you were born. But I mean,
1: certainly before Kirsten Cinema was born, yes. uh, he was in the United States Senate. So mm-hmm. he knows some things, and he's got some cards up his sleeve in order to uh, you know negotiate and try to muscle uh, people like Kirsten Cinema into doing what he needs them to do. So I don't know what those specific things are because she's in a all told she's in a pretty good spot mm-hmm. given the fact that we've got this 50-50 Senate. Right. and mm-hmm. she's decided that she can and the sa- and everything I say about Kirsten Cinema goes the same for Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. They recognize the position they're in and that they can use their centrist platform as kind of a a way to muscle more money for their state and to get more things for them and to you know burnish their reputation certainly with their donors if you look at what kirsten cinema has been up to this week right uh so they understand the the hand that they have in all of this and i don't know how joe biden would uh outflank that i don't know exactly what he could say well you know you won't we're not going to support you and your re-election campaign fine Mm -hmm. i'll just run as a republican well neither one is
2: up for re-election in 22 right
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I wonder what the uh, cards are that Joe Biden would play in that situation. I would love to know uh, what leverage he's trying to exact in that uh, scenario.
2: Well, um, between him and Pelosi, they've got a tough job ahead of them. And look, we went mm-hmm. long. I'm in trouble. Chris keeps <laughs> oh going like God. this and do yeah. this and uh-huh. get off the thing with him. Stop chatting. <laughs> start throwing
1: staplers pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, he's going to
2: start doing that. I have the dart gun, but okay. Bye, Bob. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye, Jody. I'm and confirming tomorrow, and tomorrow with you now.
1: And subscribe to the Bob, Bob Seska, Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network available on any of your podcast apps.
2: There you go. Bye, uh, Bob.